Welcome beautiful people to the Don't Panic podcast. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the eyes of the creatives here in Scotland. Join me, Lucy, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living right here in Scotland. From childhood to adulthood, career to personal passions and current events to mental health, We'll be diving deep into the ups and downs of being a Scottish creative with plenty of laughs and inspiration along the way. So sit back, relax, learn and relate as we explore all aspects of Scottish life, one conversation at a time. This is my first ever introduction with our first guest ever on Don't Panic. We have a creative force from Scotland like no other. Join me in welcoming our guest, the sensational Leo Pressland, non-binary trans comic artist extraordinaire and just so happens to be my brother, who will take you on a whimsical journey into the realm of fantasy art and character creation. We will be discussing Leo's artistic journey as he navigated through childhood and into the adult world, their Instagram blow up, how their gender exploration has inspired their art and so much more. So get ready to have some fun and talk geeky shit alongside (laughs) Leo, where where creativity knows no bounds, gender is fluid and imagination reigns supreme. Cute. That's your introduction. Hi, Leo. Hiya. How are you? Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Good. Thank you for being my first ever guest. I'm honoured. I know, this is exciting slash scary. Yeah, you're going to do great, kid. No, thanks. Thanks for the support. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start off a little bit easy. And just because this is the first podcast, I'm just going to explain why we've gone for the name Don't Panic. It's from a book called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you don't know that reference, break it down very quickly, where it is a book about a book that a person (laughs) is given when the world ends and this guy has to navigate his way around the universe and he gets given a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and on the front of the book it says, don't panic in very big writing. And... I have always, I used to listen to that as a kid on CD and as I grew up I started using it as a kind of mantra for myself where I would say don't panic and then the music would kind of come into my head (laughs) from the CD (laughs) and then that would chill me out and then I got, I ended up getting it tattooed on me as a kind of reminder. So Leo, do you have a life mantra, anything you say to yourself? I do. I, as I draw, I gently whisper to myself, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Because there's a point when you're drawing where it looks like crap. And you're just like, this is not going well. Yeah. I don't like it. It looks strange. But you just trust the process. Mm-hmm. Everything looks weird in the middle and it will get there in the end. And it will look lovely by the end of it. But you just have to trust your <laughs> yeah, process. I feel with that because the amount of things I've chucked away yeah. halfway through. Because I'm like, no, this is shit. Yes. And it's, no, if you just trust what you're doing by the end of it, yeah. it's going to be something. It's like you need to trust in yourself to know what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. contrary to popular to belief. Contrary to popular popular to belief, yes. Uh I don't know what the hell I'm doing when I'm drawing. (laughs) People are like, how do you colour? How do you do lines? I'm like, no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Don't know what I'm doing. Vibing my way through. 
Um, fake so it till you make it. it. So trust the process and trust that it's gonna look okay in the end. Because baby, there's a minute there where it's oh hell no, this looks really bad. Yeah. Do you think it's just like an instinctual thing for you then, rather than you actually knowing what you're doing? Yeah, because <laughs> it's for a long time. I was like, if it's not perfect, I don't want to finish it. Yeah. Or if it's not, if I know, because sometimes you get stuck in the numbers on like social media and stuff. Of course. And sometimes when you're drawing something, you just know. You're like, this is not going to do well. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I just know this is not going to do well. But also, I always find that the things you think are going to do really well do well do terrible. Yeah, the and things then that you, yes. Yeah. But sometimes it's just like I was drawing this picture of, of two of my characters and I was like, this is going to go really badly. I'm going to mm. finish it, but it's going to go really badly. And yeah, so I stopped aiming for perfect and it's, I just want to get it done. It's better finished than being like perfected and never done. Sure. So it's, if I'm drawing this, I, I'm not super into it or I don't think it's going to do well. It's, it doesn't matter if it doesn't do well. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. As long as it's finished. And I've learned something while drawing it. Yeah. You know, it's, the more you draw, the more things come together, the no. more you figure stuff out. Yeah. You're taught. Yeah. You, so you learn as you go. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. It, it just needs to get done. Yeah. essentially fair trust the process trust the process baby also just to let you know leo's brought their little pup b and she you hear might... a whuffing yeah she might be barking in the background yeah she's chill just to paint you a picture she's a small little chihuahua yeah she's, she's a little creamy chicken. color and she's a little stinker <laughs> <laughs> and she's here supporting us mm-hmm supporting she's us. not doing she's a good job pod. i will say that she stole all her treats <laughs> <laughs> she's finished anyway okay we're gonna delve right into where it all started in childhood mm -hmm. and your kind of upbringing now obviously i was there but there's also so much that i won't know and that will have been going on in your little head mm -hmm. um as we grew up first question for you is what were you like as a child and what do you remember about being artistic from an early age? Well, the first thing, well, we always drew when yeah, we were wee. Our always. parents were very encouraging of art. Mm -hmm. Our dad loved comics, loved drawing. Yeah, he was a really good artist. Mum's mm -hmm. also a really good artist, but she just doesn't draw as much. Yeah. But she should. If mum, you're listening, draw. <laughs> you're good at it. Uh, yeah, we were always drawing. I remember drawing on the walls and stuff. I drew what was probably more like a sun. It was meant to be a person. Mm -hmm. It turned out into just a potato with loads of hands. No, fingers. They had about 500 fingers. I think I remember. I remember. Yeah, it was like really bad. But what I loved when I was wee was cartoons. I loved cartoons. I remember coming home from nursery and we had just gotten our new Skybox. Yeah, Cartoon Network. Cartoon baby. Network, baby. <laughs> and I remember the guy put on and he put on Cartoon Network and it was Johnny Bravo. And I was like, what is this amazing? Thing. look at the colors yeah and yeah i remember spending a lot of time watching that tv oh, yeah. johnny bravo slapped it was so funny johnny, johnny bravo did slap absolutely um, so yeah and then i just had an absolute love for cartoons and i love the stories the colors everything's amazing and i feel like i was always inspired by that and yeah. till this day i'm still inspired by cartoons and stuff. absolutely and just for context we grew up in the 90s cartoon network and cartoon network still slap oh yeah cartoon network and then um, what was the other one nickelodeon but yeah we weren't as we into weren't that into, but then it was like bbc cbbc yeah yeah and i feel like we were allowed to be very creative and mm -hmm. me and kitty would 
Not so much with you because you're quite a bit older than, not quite a bit older, four years older than me. But yeah. I feel like it's quite I enough was... of a time to be that you don't want to play with a, a four-year-old. Yeah, from my kind of memory of childhood, it was, I felt like I was quite separate from you two. Mm. I think you two were very much... Little rats together little... in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> little rats in the corner. And I was in my own little bubble brain. Yeah. Doing my own weird stuff. So. Yeah, doing whatever. So, Elijah Wood, that's what you're up to. I was up to Elijah Woods, yeah. I was too busy putting up posters in my room <laughs> of um, Lord of the Rings and Elijah Woods, yeah. But I feel like our parents were very, like, they very much encouraged that kind of play, like, very imaginative. So, yeah, you said you always drew, and uh, we did always draw. I also remember us having the easel. Mm. that we would paint on, which was fun, Um, and cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so when did you realise that you had a talent? What was the kind of age that you were like, oh, I'm actually good at this. I know what I'm doing here. I feel like I always thought I was good. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, because, but it's because our parents would be like, yeah, you're really good and you're supportive and they like, let you do that. And I remember one time we were at my mum, our mum's friend's house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was going to ask who, but no names. No names. (laughs) Friend.jpg. And her husband would be so encouraging of our art. Mm. Uh, and they oh, I know leave us really, yeah, love that man. So they would give us pencil and paper, and we'd sit and we draw. And I would go through and show him my art, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, "Oh, this is so good! This is so good!" And he'd pay me two p. Mm-hmm. And every time I came through the picture, he'd be like, "This is amazing! Here's two pence." Mm-hmm. And I think eventually I was just doing a scribble and just wanting the two p. But we were all doing this. Like, we all were, like, handing him over our drawings and He'd give getting us some money. Pen, some yeah, money. Uh, yeah. And it was just really nice. And it mm-hmm. was just, like, it just really encouraged me to keep going and keep drawing because people say you're good at it. And, yeah. like, I was not a talented child at many things. Uh, just art, essentially. Like, I couldn't read very well. I'm very dyslexic. But, like, that's the thing. You... I got your thing early on yes. and you knew that was it yes. there was no need for you to really no. venture out which is good because I'm not doing much else um, <laughs> so it's like everyone was very encouraging of art and um, really wanted us to keep going with it mm-hmm. like no one was like don't do silly yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no you do that it it's good um, because like, like I said I'm very dyslexic and I cannot read very well and I cannot mm. write very well I wasn't particularly good in school had trouble like concentrating mm. Because I, because obviously schools are terrible and they don't teach to everyone. Yes. I'm more of a visual learner. Yeah. And I have, because of my dyslexia, I have memory issues. I've got really bad short-term memory. Um, I'm, I'm relating to everything you're <laughs> yes. saying as well. So <laughs> because I've got short-term memory, I was really bad at studying. I could study. Mm-hmm. I was really bad at learning because I forget. So art was just the one thing mm. that I could always go to and people would be like, that's very good. Mm. You should keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, B disagrees. B! Shut up. <laughs> hey, enough, enough. Here, what's this? Chickens. Have a treat. <laughs> Shut up. I was <laughs> <laughs> just going to have fun with that. Okay. Sorry. It was just like the one thing that people encouraged you to do. Mm. And you get a lot more out of being encouraged to do things rather than being like, don't do that's bad yeah it's like when people are negative to you for not doing something correctly and not learning right it's like you don't be enough b is coming to join us in the podcast (laughs) yes she's gonna be she's got a lot to say so yes if someone encourages you to do something that's the best way for someone to learn Mm. because it's yeah i've got the drive to do this because i get people are nice about it yeah of course yeah and like when you were in school 
did you get that support from your teachers and things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're always like, oh, we're doing some projects and it has art in it. Leo, why don't you come and do this? And like, I remember in primary school, like primary five, primary four, when we were in Aberfeldy, I won a writing story, mm -hmm. which didn't even know I had entered. <laughs> it was about a T-Rex that lived in the chimney. Um, and I had won a competition somehow. You don't remember writing it? I remember writing it, but didn't know it had been entered into a co I didn't realise you were doing a competition thing. Oh. And it was about imaginary friends. Nice. Um, and mine was a T-Rex that lived in the chimney. And, I like um, that. Thank you. Do you remember his name? No. Oh. Um, I knew it would have been good to wear. <laughs> it would have been something really weird. Yeah. And I had drawn like pictures of it, doing a little T-Rex and coming out of the chimney and stuff like that. And I had won the, the writing award. But my teacher was like, you're really good. At, you're good at writing as well. You're like creative with your writing and you're really good at your art. But boy, howdy, can you not spell? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Leo's very creative, but they can't show it dyslexic af this so dyslexic so this kind of probably i assume going to high school mm. but as far as instagram when did you start that because obviously i looked it up earlier and instagram started in 2010 yeah so i would have been 19 so you must have been 16 15 15 15 going on 16 now. do you remember getting instagram I don't think I had Instagram then. I think I got Instagram when I was maybe 18 or 19. Okay, so a bit older. Yeah, I, I was all really slow. The only one I was not slow getting onto was Facebook. Mm. Because Barry, our sister, our oldest sister, messaged me being like, you should get on Facebook. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'll sign up for you, Barry. <laughs> and then I signed up and I literally remember logging out, like making my page and logging out and going, no one's going to use this. <laughs> How wrong, How wrong it was. So I was always really slow at getting on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what did you use before Instagram? DeviantArt. DeviantArt. <laughs> or Tumblr. Or Tumblr, yeah. yeah. And did you post your art on that? And... <laughs> DeviantArt, yes. Oh, I had a really wild thing happen to the DeviantArt world. Okay, recently. No, no, it was when I was in uni. Uh-huh. Um, Please tell. Get the drama, the deviant art drama. That's from like 2005. Uh, um, Any deviant art people out there? Yeah, that... this is a call out for you. Um, so I was like a big emo mm -hmm. slash wannabe, wannabe, cough slash emo. Yeah. Now I'm full born. No, no. But. <laughs> All black, everything. Oh, yeah. I had a demon art page and mm -hmm. I would post my little emo drawings, baby, because I would I love Jonan C. Vasquez. He was my favourite artist. Who? Jonan C. Vasquez. He okay. did or Vasquez. Sorry, his name is Spanish and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Vasquez, I think. I actually met him and he was really nice. Um nice. he did Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, I do I do remember. And he did name. Invader Zim and stuff. I remember that. Um one. and I loved his style and I loved the gorillas. And so I took from their styles so mm -hmm. no one had bones. And so I would draw this like kind of emo-y, golfy stuff and it was not good. It was kind of It was. Good. It was fine. <laughs> for like a, a 13 year old or something. Oh yeah, fine. you were a child. <laughs> um, but there was this guy and he would go on and he'd bully all the emos, all the emo artists. He'd shit on them. Oh, and then on little his troll. Little troll, little troll 2005 man. troll. Little 2005 troll. And dad our dear father, mm -hmm. met some comic artists mm -hmm. while doing something. And he was like, I told them about you. I showed them your work and they'd love to meet you. Oh. Um, so I met them mm -hmm. 
and one of them was that man. No. Yeah. But I didn't... How did you know that? I didn't at the time. Yeah. But he followed me on DeviantArt because of it. And he was actually always really nice to me Uh because we had met in person. And he was actually always, this looks really good. You should do this and that to maybe improve and stuff like that. But everyone else had even similar styles to me. He would shit on, bully them so bad. And his art was no good. It was... How old was this man? 30, 40. What a weirdo. And he was bullying like 13 year olds. Anyway, so he would draw like Nazi ponies and anti-feminist stuff and he'd all say it's satire but why you don't say it it's too much it's like too much of the same jokes to make it a joke it's if you're against something then don't draw it physically for people to then look at yeah and then because then people will be like i agree with this you're drawing in a certain kind of person Mm. and he'd bully like my little pony people who were like on the spectrum and stuff like that Mm. uh he was really nasty fast forward Seven years later, uh-huh. I go to university uh-huh. and we have someone who helps in the class. And he made a really nasty joke about a German guy who was in our class, mm-hmm. essentially calling him a Nazi, even though he wasn't. He was a very nice boy. He loves Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and he was like, I want you all to make sure you have a good online presence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder what his is. And I Googled his name and I couldn't find anything with his name. But I found a page, a really old page, that had his name and then the name of the person on DeviantArt. Ah. And I looked him up and I was like, I know this name. I know this artist. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, he's still doing the same shit, still bullying little 13-year-olds online, making fun of autistic people, making fun of trans people, making fun of gay people with anxiety, people with depression. He was teaching our class. What? And... I remember we, as a collective anxious group of people in our class, we made a joke about anxiety. And he was, that's ridiculous. And I messaged my group chat being like, I know this guy. Uh He was horrible online. And then it blew up in our class. Uh And we told the uni. Yeah. And we're like, this guy, he's not, he should not be teaching people, especially people who are like, you know, everything he bullies. He's making fun of us behind our backs. Mm -hmm. And the school, it's in his own time, so we can't do anything about it. Really? Yeah. And then, fast forward to the next year, bitch got fired. Because uh, <laughs> I think they went but... to the higher uni and sold. And so he got fired. They did what? They went higher up. Oh. Because the teacher couldn't do anything, but someone else could. But that's like being like a pedo and outside yeah. of work hours. Yeah, it's I mean, like, oh, I can't do anything about can't that. Can't do anything about it. It's in his own time. Yeah, it's in his own He's time. only a Nazi in his own time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, maybe don't let these people around children like, some of the people in our class were like really young 17, 18 yeah, so like, that's he like be around... completely out of order yeah, um, yeah. Wow. but when he found out that we had reported him he, he went feral, he hated our class he was really nasty sorry, but, then, sorry, but that's what happens and then I saw him at Comic Con <laughs> Oh god, he's uh, following you. He's following man. me. And then I was like, oh my god, did you see this guy? We got him fired. And he was right behind me. I was like, whoops. Uh, whoops. Oh, he was a red it's literally yeah, his own fault. Bringing it back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was no, it's interesting though. But bringing it back to, yeah, so you use DeviantArt and you use yes, Tumblr, Tumblr, showcase your art. Did you have a following at that point? I thought it was, in retrospect, now. No, not like, so much. at the time, oh, yeah. what you were. I thought so. 
I, people like my art, people would ask me questions about it. People yeah. would interact and be like, oh, I like it when you post and be nice about it. So, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that it at all helped when you did move on to Instagram? Did you get any kind of followers coming over? Uh, not think? that I remember because I didn't really post about it because I was going to use Instagram as more like aesthetic art. I was like, I'm going to just post my little sketches and it's going right. to be aesthetic. Yeah, I was um, going to ask you what was your intentions yeah, it was first... more to be like traditional art mm-hmm. and my cat. And that was essentially what I wanted to post. <laughs> yeah. And so I would sit and I'd draw, because I usually draw digitally, but I was trying to draw more traditionally. To Even back like... then? What? You yeah, I drew... digitally. Yeah, I drawn digitally since 2013, 2014. Well, on a tablet or something. Yeah, dad right, got okay. me my first tablet for Christmas. Oh, very nice. <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted it to just be like, more aesthetic tra- be. traditional yeah. hand drawing that yes. kind of thing and then I was like I have nothing to post because I just draw digitally <laughs> so I started posting digitally and then I found one of my I don't know if they're Tumblr or DeviantArt friends mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. and I was like oh hi you're doing so well and stuff like that well done this is amazing you're doing so cool it's so cool to see so many people interact yeah and then they're like oh I'll give you a shout out I was like oh okay <laughs> and that's all they said yeah they were like I'll give you a shout out I was like oh okay thanks and then they gave me a shout out and then I got... Like, so that was it? That was what got you Yeah, they got a bigger... to K. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So what... they gave me a shout out. And were they... Uh, they were an artist? Yeah. And how... do you remember how many followers they had? At the was time, they had about 80K. Then? Nice. Yeah. What, and you got 10K followers from that? Yeah. That's insane. You don't get numbers like that these days. <laughs> <laughs> with, no. with Instagram. No. Because at some point in Instagram, when it wasn't so hard to get. And... Yeah, so that got you that following. And because I thought it was one of your, it might have given you a bigger leap, but I thought it was one of your Gorillaz characters. Yes, that also, because yeah. the, the new album, one of the new albums, had just, it's not new anymore, but at the time, this new album's just dropped. Mm-hmm. And I drew a drawing of 2D because I love the Gorillaz so mm-hmm. big. And yeah, people really liked that piece, which was nice. But I think they kind of correlated. Collided? Correlated? Correlated. Is that the right word? I don't even know if I'm saying right. Correlated. At the same time. So the person gave me a shout out and I drew that picture. So I think at okay, the same time. A it, combination. It, yes. Yeah. It kind of got more attention than I thought it would. Um, yeah. And then you established yourself. It felt quite quickly. Mm. I don't know what it felt like for you, but it felt quite quickly. You established yourself as like an artist on social media and your following was growing yeah and you were getting a lot of attention from that and mm. a lot of fans and like it just kind stuff. of went up and up which is really cool and really nice and i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because this is like literally what i do as a part of the things i do as a job is obviously social media yeah and it's i find it fascinating but i know you're just like whatever <laughs> <laughs> well i'm really thankful <laughs> yeah of course the funny thing about it though is I don't understand big numbers. Mm. Once it starts being like something K or anything like that, no idea what it means. So it's like 10. I see the 10, I'm like, 10. (laughs) (laughs) So I never know, like in the grand scheme of things, like I could have like how many followers I have at the minute, which is on Instagram. So it's like 5K, I think. I haven't really been on it. I've been losing followers on it because I I don't use Instagram as much because my art doesn't fit on it. 
Um, oh, in the aspect ratio? Yeah, it always cuts off something. I'm like, stop. Start drawing within the aspect ratio. No, I don't want to because it's too small. And I like long canvases. Oh, <laughs> At the minute, I like a long canvas. Okay. It's my own fault. <laughs> I am just lazy. You're like, I am not willing to adapt. It's <laughs> like, you bent to my will, Instagram. <laughs> what was I saying? I can't remember. Yes, I can't read numbers. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah. So it just no didn't idea. really like phase you much. No, because I I don't know how much it is. Mm. So it's on this number. I'm like, no idea what that means. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do you feel like your artwork was a kind of form of escapism in any way? Because I know for a lot of artists that's the case. It's like a way of expressing what you're feeling. Yes, and. Definitely. Getting to get that out. Yeah, because as a high schooler, I hated high school. I yeah. did not like it at all. I was a goth. Yeah. A goof. A goof. A goof. <laughs> as the kids would say. <laughs> what kids? Specifically a boy called Teapot. Fuck Teapot. He's <laughs> so nasty to me. <laughs> You're getting out all your like... There's a call out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but specifically this one joke. It wasn't even like bullying. Okay. He didn't bully me. He just annoyed me. Right. Well, you call me a goof. That's <laughs> mean. But he go, Julio. What was it? Julio. <laughs> And I go, what? And you go, light bulb. And I'm like, ah. Oh, they used to do that all the time. It was every time. And he'd get me every time. RME class, he'd get me with light bulb and a part of my soul would die. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just didn't like high school. I wasn't good at it. And people were actually mean to me sometimes. Mm. I don't remember anymore, but I didn't have a good time. Mm and like growing up as a teen i had depression and anxiety so i would be too anxious to hang out with friends too sad to hang out with friends Mm -hmm. and i would just end up spending hours and hours by myself or with my cat yeah or with dad because i hang with dad all the time so drawing was definitely an escape for that and a way for me to just live in another world because i love making characters i love making worlds i love making stories so it was just like my little escape. Yeah. So um, you feel like that's maybe what inspired you to do that type of drawing as well? Like that kind of like creating your own world? Yeah. I just wanted to just be not also because as a trans man, mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time and something was wrong and I didn't know what. Something yeah. was making me incredibly unhappy and very sad and I couldn't put my finger on it. You didn't have the knowledge or the vocabulary. It's weird because the... I, I kind of did, but I didn't. I just, I would be like, oh, damn, I feel great when people say he, him. Funny that. Like, I just, <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't but it, 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 We'll get into it a bit more. Yeah. But, like, talking about finding your gender identity and all these things, like, it's, you can be told something a million times. Yeah. But until you, it, it clicks. clicks for yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't really. Yeah. So it's, I would write these anything. little stories. And the character, the main characters are always male. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I love this little world where I'm a little boy. <laughs> Not a little boy, I'd be a man. But um, yeah, that was just like my little escape was my art and telling my little stories, mainly to myself or my cat. But um, <laughs> I've tried to write them down. But, but I sense. mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, that will, as much as it's horrible to go through a bad time at school and everything, it made you like you were able to get deep into your art and creating yeah. and use your imagination yeah. and all these things which has created your career yeah now. for sure so um, so the things that made people not want to hang out with me when i was younger because also because of my anxiety mm. i have to be in places like a vampire 
I can't, <laughs> like, I'm not allowed through the door unless I'm invited. <laughs> so it's, I wouldn't go places, I wouldn't hang out with friends because they've not invited me personally. Mm. And then I'm like, they hate me. I would just spend a lot of time thinking that my friends hate me. And it's my Aww. fictional friends can't hate me. So. Yeah. <laughs> they have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes lots of sense. Uh, you've always been very, from such a young age, you've always been very headstrong about that this is what you want to do. Yeah. And as far as I can remember... The only other job I can remember you having is working in that bar in Haddington. Terrible time. Yeah. You've always just known what you want to do yes. and you've always stuck to that. Yes, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, where does that come from? Just stubbornness. Stubbornness. <laughs> stubbornness and what's that word when something makes you angry and it drives you forward? Oh. Where you just like, fuck you, I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I can't think. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. <laughs> I was just so stubbornness know. right now. I can't think of the word. Yeah, stubbornness drove me forward. Cause but you didn't have people telling you that you weren't going to do it. The world as a whole. Oh, okay. like As a collective. Artists aren't real jobs. And I was like, thank you. Oh, yeah. I've, I have a lot to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be an ice sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or a farmer. Because I was like, yeah, it's great getting up at 5am. I could definitely do that. Yeah, I can't do that. No, I'm def- a sleepy boy. Definitely not. So yeah, I wanted. To, I remember when it clicked that I wanted to be a comic artist because, like I said before, I liked writing and I liked creating stories. But because mm. I can't spell, I can't do big paragraphs of writing. Mm-hmm. But I can tell stories through art. Yeah, and that's what kind of drew me to comics. And when I read Johnny Dalton Salamaniac, classic, mm-hmm. I it was one of the first comics I'd ever read, or like had memory of reading yeah and i was like this is amazing that you can tell a story through a drawing yeah and have much less you show rather than tell and i remember being in woolworth's r.i.p and (laughs) i was walking with dad and i went i want to be a comic artist Mm -hmm. and he went okay (laughs) and then i was like yes (laughs) have a tip approval i was like this is gonna be my life from now so yeah ever since i must have been about 11 nice i was like that's what i'm gonna do yeah and then it's, there's no money in it there's you'll have to get like a a job to support yourself and i was like absolutely not so out of, the, out of uni because i only had the part-time job in the bar and i hated yeah. it it was awful yeah uh dealing with people not for me not for you tend to sass people and bosses don't like that <laughs> yeah so i after uni i was like this is what i'm doing i'm not getting another job mm-hmm. because i hate them mm. i'm gonna be a cartoonist i'm gonna be an artist and i've been at it for six five years now yeah yeah amazing it's not a lot of people have that do you know what I mean no it's not not a lot of people have that ability to like stick to something and keep going yeah when it's hard yeah I really want to remember that word which is I'm hate doing this in a way that's fuck y'all I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense who am I proving it to I don't know but I mean, I'm proving it. <laughs> I get you. I, that's where I would do some of my best work. Spite. Spite. <laughs> I'm driven by stubbornness and spite. <laughs> fair. Fair. And I get that. I remember getting like bad grades and, and my like prelims and being like, I'll show you. Yeah. And then getting an A or whatever and being like, ha! I get so. a bad grade and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not showing anyone. I'm not studying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take this L, thanks. <laughs> fair. Um, so you... Then went to university, mm-hmm. went to Paisley. University of the West of Scotland. Yes. And why did you decide to go there? I took the wrong course. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What, because did you, what did you study exactly? 3D animation. I wanted to do 
2D animation. I didn't realize that this course was solidly 3D animation and I tried 3D animation and I hated it. So you did it for four years? Three years. You did it for three years. But here's the thing. (laughs) So I did this. And it was called 3D animation and art. Okay. There was an art aspect to it. Yeah. So I would have to do the 3D stuff, which is fine. It was fine. I could do it. I didn't enjoy it, but it was fine. But by, so I went in second year and then in third year, fourth year, I don't know how many years you do. Four. Four year. (laughs) Fourth year. We had to do a big final project. Yes. And it was like, oh yeah, you can do some environment 3D art or character 3D art. And I was like, I am not doing any of that. I'm going to do storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, yeah, you can do that if you want. Because they knew I loved art. They very much, because I was making my comics at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I'm, I don't love this course, but I'm getting money for mm-hmm. doing it. Because in Scotland, you can get money for yeah, grants. For, yeah. I used that to do my comic. And then my uni stuff was like there as well. Secondary. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I'm going to do storyboards because I like storyboarding because I had actually gotten into a a studio called Access Animation in the year before. Mm -hmm. So it was going to be going into my fourth year of uni. I'd be doing a mentorship with Access. Nice. And that was for storyboarding because when they came in and they were talking about, we do this mentorship, these are the things that you do it. They said, we don't get people who do storyboards. We never get anyone coming in wanting to do storyboards. Mm. And we would love to get people doing storyboards. And I was just like, that's the easiest one to get into. And I like doing stuff like that because it's basically a comic. Yeah. I'll do that one. Yeah. And then I got it. Can you just explain what Axis is? Axis is an animation company. They mainly do game trailers. They did things like Arcane. They worked on Arcane. Blizzard games. Magic the Gathering like shorts and stuff like that yeah it's just if anybody was listening that maybe wants to go down a similar route yes access is a good access is company it's in to Glasgow. Go. Glasgow um and it's a, I enjoyed being there they're very helpful so yeah I did the storyboarding and my teachers were like if you do well we'll change the course to have this oh, for nice. other people wow and I was like Cool. And they're like, so don't fail. Don't fail this or, or no one get, <laughs> gets to do it anymore. The pressure. And I was like, neat. So I did storyboarding and I did storyboard for a kids show that I made up called Crypt Kids mm-hmm. about cryptid children mm-hmm. <laughs> who one goes onto the real world to scare humans and then thinks she finds a another cryptid in the wild mm-hmm. and then it ends up to be a little boy in a costume and he ends up following her back to the cryptid world and they can't get him home. So it's like the fun little games that they play and stuff like that. And it was mm-hmm. just like, a, a, it was inspired by like Steven Universe and other, and Adventure Time and stuff like that. So I made a little scene, a little storyboard scene of that. And I did the voice acting and did little like character turnarounds and stuff like that. And so cute. So cute. And yeah, they really liked it. And I got, not to brag, I got first <laughs> of course. in my university, got to the medal. And there's, nice. this, <laughs> there's this guy in my class who's insanely good at 3D animation. Amazing. Yeah. And he messaged me the day we got our results being like, what did you get? And I was like, oh, I got 96. Don't know what it means. And he went- 96%? Yeah. And he was like, I got 94. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's amazing, well done. And he was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you got 96%? Yeah, but I didn't, know, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what the, the sizes were. Uh, <laughs> I 
I wish I could live in your brain <laughs> and not It's just I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Essentially, at all times, everything is new to me. It's great. And then I forget. Living in the moment, baby. So that was fun. So do you think that uni kind of helped build your confidence? Or it sounds like you already had I was conf- like... You were the trailblazer. I was like, bend my will. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna vibe out. You're like, I'm, be- I'm better than this. No, I wouldn't think I was better than this. I was like, I just don't. I I took the wrong course. Mm. Um, Fair. I will. Is it okay if I just do something different? That's more along the lines that I could get a good grade. And they're like, yeah, they're really supportive. My teachers were really nice. They knew I loved art. They knew I loved drawing. They knew yeah. that's where I flourished. So they're really good at embracing it. And now that course. Now let's other people do that, which is really great. Yeah. So you would recommend it as a course. It just wasn't particularly right for yeah. your the teachers were really nice, except the one guy that we got fired. But yeah. it was a nice little uni and I yeah. had a partner there, so Yeah, of course. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Living in Paisley, different story. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listens lives in Paisley, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, your art is very gender fluid. What? I would say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um was this this kind of goes back to the escapism thing, but was this way of you being able to express yourself without before you came out and knowing, or necessarily knowing, was it just, I can put this into my art? It was that before I knew it was that. Yeah, so is it like art imitating life? Like yes, art because I would draw stuff that's two demons wearing like clothes swaps, like so that the male looking demon was wearing a dress and the female looking yeah. demon was wearing a suit. Yeah. And it said gender... Uh, eating souls not gender roles nice and I was like oh haha that's fun and then <laughs> I, just didn't, I just did not click <laughs> and I would always just draw very feminine men very masculine women yeah just not really paying attention to gender roles in any way a part of you part of what you could say is that they're mystical creatures and characters they don't necessarily have to yeah, have it's gender like, it's like what they're doing what they want yeah I was just like I'm, I'm just vibing yeah. but my favorite thing is when I when I came out and I was talking to dad and he was like, oh yeah, I always knew you were something. I thought you were maybe a lesbian or something like that, but I knew you were like gay in some way. And I was like, why? And he was like, because of your art. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize I was like outing myself with my art. Yeah, because I was actually going to talk about that. Because <laughs> that was like, obviously your art was very like expressive in gender and fluidity and all that stuff. I personally, just me not thinking too much more I didn't really even think much of that I, I knew that's the, what you did and I didn't really question why yeah <laughs> really neither did I <laughs> yeah and obviously yeah neither did you so um, but then I think it was when you, dad I think it was dad actually seen on your Instagram no it was mum was it mum mum seen on your Instagram that you someone had asked you a question are you can I ask your gender or your pronouns or yeah. uh, because of your artwork and you'd said oh i'm nb yeah and then mum messaged me be like, yeah what's... oh that's so nice <laughs> mum messaged me like what's nb <laughs> yeah that and was, was fun <laughs> i was like yeah oh it's non-binary and then obviously that kind of opened up that conversation which i know must have been very tough for you yeah because i i had settled on that i would never come out to my family oh really yeah I was like because the conversation I'd had with mum and dad mm. I just didn't think that they'd understand it's, it's not a new concept but it's a new concept well, sure. people think it's, it's not it's been yeah around of forever. course it's been around forever but I guess it wasn't called non-binary sure um, and yeah I was I, I, they just didn't seem to understand so I was like 
okay, I just won't. It's fine. But how, I was like, how old were you when you had that conversation, though? It must have been, like, 21, right. 22. Yeah. But I was like, I can live with that. It's fine. And so you were out to your friends? Yes. Okay. And it was when I, like, cut my hair short and stuff like that. Mm. I was out to my friends. They all called me they, them. Mm. But I was just like, it's fine. My family just won't know. Oh, that's a, um, sh- a shame. It's also okay now. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, it's absolutely fine. But, so, yeah, when you messaged me that day, you mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? I was like... <laughs> I've been I mean, bamboozled. I've been bamboozled. I mean, I was not sly. <laughs> it's, everyone followed me on Instagram. I'm over there. I'm they then, baby. You know? <laughs> so, like, I did a very good job hiding it. I knew that no one would be like, you're disowned. It, of course. It would just not. be like a, what is that kind of thing? Yeah, but, I think our parents are very left and very understanding and progressive in their age yeah they're great people to have these conversations with but it's always going to be like a learning curve and it's you know if you don't have knowledge of something yeah, then sure. you're going to maybe misjudge it or yeah say or not understand it that you yeah. wouldn't say but overall obviously i think people just with parents they just need a bit of time yeah to sometimes you just need to understand around. yeah for yeah. sure so and i think that they just didn't under- i probably didn't explain it very well i'm not good at explaining things but yes yeah, you messaged me being like because <laughs> I was like, it means I'm non. I was like, I'm non-binary. Don't. T- I remember saying, don't tell mum. I was like, no, mum told. I know mum knows, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's fine. I was like, okay, cool. Because I was like, I remember I was sitting in bed, like, oh my god, oh, oh my god. I was like freaking out of my unslyness. Um, and you're like, no, it's fine. Then mum messaged me, being like, is it okay if we come see you? Mm. Uh, this is when I was living in Paisley. And I was like. Yeah, I know what's gonna happen, but yeah, you can come. So we'll end up talking about this, and I'll cry. Yeah. So <laughs> they came around to the house, and Sandy left somewhere to give us space, mm. and they did not ask in the house. They waited over in a cafe. Oh God! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, why? Why did you wait? We're here. First, I'm gonna make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I could definitely feel tension there when they're at our house that they wanted to say something, but mm-hmm. maybe they didn't know how to say it. We were walking down the street and they went, we always thought that you were an elf, but you're a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're like, actually, I'm okay with that. I was like, no, yeah, that's totally valid. Uh, I was like, I love that. And then we got to the cafe and we talked about it a bit more and I started crying. Oh. And then dad almost started crying. Oh. And dad does not... Dad cried. cries, no. And he got really teary-eyed. And I was like, now Dad's going, now I'm going. And I was just like, <gasps> oh my God. But they're very supportive, very sweet. And yeah, very, um, of course. Loads of thanks to you, because you, I think you explained it well for Mum to understand. Yeah, like I think, obviously, it's just... It, it, I find it quite difficult sometimes when you're explaining to people... Not Mum and Dad, this is just the kind of in general. Mm-hmm. And if somebody says something a little bit ignorant or something, I can find myself being quite quick to being on the defense you're wrong this is it yeah and fuck you kind of thing yeah, for sure. but then actually what you should do is just explain and yeah don't come in hot don't come in hot because then they get defensive exactly so just you just have to be like actually this is this and this means this and if you have any questions we can talk about it so yeah. that's what i did with mum and dad yeah i was like this is what it means we can discuss it in further detail if you like but yeah it's nothing to be concerned about no it's like because <laughs> yeah. now like, mum especially her character growth has been incredible <laughs> and now she's like a 
fire for trans rights. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Everyone's always very nice about it. And I'm a warning to the world that I'm always on the verge of biting. So be transphobic to me or I will bite you. Yeah, that's completely fair. <laughs> and then you will become trans because we're werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. In America, the Republicans will take that and be like, they're werewolves! They're werewolves! <laughs> I wish I was a werewolf. No, I want to be a vampire. I think that'd be cool. Uh, let's talk about your career, where you are now. So tell me a little bit more about your freelance work, what you do. So as a freelancer, I go where I'm called. So I've managed to work with various people from big names to just itty bitty little indies. And yeah, it's just if someone comes to me and is like, hey, we'd love to give you this project. I usually am just like, yes, great. Thank you. So yeah, that's essentially what I do. I just wait for emails. <laughs> how, how do they find you? Usually through social media, mostly Twitter. Do you think Twitter's the best platform for what you do? It used to be. Now it's a bit gaff. Um, Since old Elon came in. Elon, fuck with, yeah. Um, he is the worst, and AI stuff is, is no bueno for um, a little artist like moi. Mm. Um, yeah, people just usually find me via my website or mm-hmm. Twitter, usually. Mm-hmm. So you don't do much self promotion? No, because I forget. this is for advice for people oh yeah just be dumb and forget things and people will come to you eventually that's not good advice (laughs) what okay then so if you so people find you mostly on twitter yes and what kind of you just do character design what's the range it's mostly character design or illustrations which are mainly involve characters yeah usually with a dungeons and dragons Theme yes, of some kind yes, because I've put myself in a bit of a hole, uh-huh. but I flourish there. So but it's, it's a good fun. hole to be put yeah. into. I love this hole. Surely <laughs> pe- people want endless amounts of. Oh yeah, it's pe- just because people love D and and it's and it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and people make characters for it, so sure. there's always people that want it's character perfect. art for it. And yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, D and D is a world that I really know very little about. You played I, it a little bit. I, I, yeah, we played it together. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I did not explain it. <laughs> <laughs> but the bits I do know are from you. But um, mm. but I can understand how your work would just be like perfect. Yeah, for, um, for that kind of thing. And because I love character design, it's like one of the things that I just love doing. So I love designing costumes for characters and just making little freaks that people can play with it's just a really good time and I really enjoy it like when I'm making stuff for a comic con I will make merchandise that I want I think that's the best way to do it that's the best way to do it because then it's your number one fan needs to be you yeah and you need to be your support you need to be your biggest fan you need to be the one to drive you forward Mm -hmm. so if you're creating for yourself this is another sort of mantra I have that if you create for yourself and you're passionate, people will be drawn to that passion. Mm. Passion is just very contagious. So if you're going on about, say, I've seen people with characters that I don't love, but because they talk about them constantly, people love them. Mm-hmm. They're like, I love this character. It's just someone's OC. No, I love this character. I want to know all about them. Tell me more. Tell me more because they're so passionate about it. Yeah. So it's, if you're posting about art that you love, just be passionate. Be your own fan. Yeah, be your number one fan. Be your number one fan and just love what you're doing and people will come. If you build it, they will come. (laughs) That's what they say about ghosts and baseball. Yeah, Beyonce wasn't built in a day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know that saying. Is that a saying? It is on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I see. I think Alyssa Edwards wears a t-shirt that says Beyonce wasn't built in a day, which is amazing. 
Uh, I don't even know if it applies to what we were just talking about, but it just came into my head. But no, that's that's exactly why I wanted to do a podcast and specifically a podcast about creative people in Scotland because uh, that's what I would want. If I was, say, at uni or just finishing school Mm. or something, like a podcast like this would be useful to just hear from different people and how they got to where they are and what kind of motivated them. So that I would have loved to have listened to podcasts Podcasts did exist when I was at school, yeah. but they weren't quite what they are just, today. Just be what you want to see in the world. Absolutely. Um, Put that on a notebook and uh-huh, sell it uh-huh. online. <laughs> Love that. Um, but yeah, so what what would you say the like pros and cons to freelance work? Um, it's very feast or famine. Because sometimes yes. like you get all the folk wanting you and you're like, yeah, baby, come to me, but I can't take you all. But I'll, I'll have some. <laughs> no, and then, no, no, no. I'm exclusive. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes nothing for yeah, months. And yes. then you're like... Like, a wee while ago, I had no one coming for me. Mm-hmm. Coming for me, like, they're going to stab me. <laughs> no one door. wanted me. Uh, and I was like, it's over. Say goodbye to my career. Yeah. And I was just like, I've peaked. Yeah. I'm over. No one wants me. I've, I'm lost. And I got really upset. I got really badly depressed. And I was just like, woe is I. No yeah. one wants to hire me. Yeah. Um, Were you so... doing any self-promotion, though? <laughs> You're like, no, they come to me. They come to me. You don't understand. I did apply for some jobs. Um, Good for you. No, ghosted every turn. In lieu of work, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll make my own work then. Yes, literally what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> I decided I will make a new comic. And mm-hmm. it, it shot me right up. I was feeling way better once mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do a comic. And now I'm doing the, I'm currently on the rewrite of the script. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. And I'm like so excited. And it's going to be like, a graphic novel which I've never done and it's just it just rejuvenated me because I got right off comics mm. for a while because they're a lot of effort with not much payoff I spent five years writing this comic mm-hmm. and everyone's that's nice I'm not gonna read it I can sell it for five pounds it's a lot of effort for not much to come out of it it's a massive it's got to be like a it's a massive passion project a passion project yeah mm. it's got to just be done for yes <laughs> purely not, for love love not money so yeah comics it's just like a lot of time, which I didn't have for a while. And then a few years back, I got nerve damage, which was a real bad time. And that also just threw me off completely for mm. a while. So now I'm going to be doing my graphic novel. And I'm super excited and I'm really excited to tell the story. Um, and it's it's something that I'm passionate about. And it's like a story that's very much inspired by me and my life. Although told in a fantasy setting and never happened to me. But <laughs> <laughs> the characters have parts of me in them. Mm-hmm. And some things I'm taking from my life story and like it's an allegory for being trans and stuff like that so I'm like really excited to tell this story mm-hmm. um and I love the characters and like writing them just makes me love them more so I'm really excited to tell I'm excited to get out it's going to take forever <laughs> but <laughs> no that's so exciting that's the point and I think that's actually like good advice for if you're having a kind of if you do freelance work um and you're having a dry spell yeah or do feeling something, a bit directionless yeah do something for yourself put some energy into something that you actually want yeah. to do and so it's, this comic could take me about five years to do i'd say so it's like a nice long-term thing so if i don't have any work on it's like i am doing something five years it's a long one see i don't i do not have the patience for something like that i mean things done i know it's any immediate gratification right now oh yeah, yeah absolutely and amongst your freelance work you do <coughs> oh my god goodness <coughs> be fright jeez louise 
You can join the conversation. Don't. She's got a lot to say. I don't want to hear this. You've got that feather attached to your butt. Oh my god, I've got a tail. <laughs> not, not, Where's it going? Not it's off. Yes, it's off now. Um, so as well as doing your freelance work you do, you get involved with Comic Cons. What's your experiences of Comic Cons? Very... <laughs> Apologies. She's sniffing the feather, the butt feather. <laughs> so Comic Cons are super fun. I absolutely love Comic Cons. Is they, that kind of highlight? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love meeting people. People are so nice. And it's really exciting when you meet someone who's like a fan of your work. I've had people come up to me and be like, I'm here just to see you. And I'm like... BRB, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to cry. I know, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's so humbling. It's so lovely. Meeting people is so nice. People just... It's just a really great atmosphere to see. Everyone. Yeah. Just everyone enjoying art. <laughs> Especially my favourite Comic Con is Thought Bubble. <laughs> Thought Bubble is amazing. Um, it's where, where is it? Harrogate. In Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. So I've been going for the last... Two, three years? Three years? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I know it's difficult. <laughs> It'll be like... <laughs> three years. Dog problems. Technical difficulties. <laughs> um, going for three years and I <laughs> love it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's essentially a, a huge um, artist alley, which is when it's just indie creators mm-hmm. and not corporation type Corporation things. things. And no Funko Pops to be seen, which is amazing. I hate Funko Pops. Is that is that a common thing to see at oh my Comic god. Con? Oh my god. <laughs> if you walk around like the dealers' tables, it's all fucking Funko Pops. <laughs> and it's and like in London they have a giant Funko Pop stand yeah. which has a velvet rope and you gotta wait and you can get an exclusive and like why if that's there, why is everyone else doing fucking Funko Pops? They're so ugly. You should do like an anti Funko Pop. A n- Disco pop. Yeah. Well, yeah, the opposite of funk. I can't even think of what funk is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, always, you've always had positive experiences at Comic-Con. Well, mostly. 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 Sometimes you can get weird ones. You can deal with strange people. I had this one guy come to my stall and he was notorious in comic in the artist alley that he was called a barnacle which is where you stand people stand right in the middle of the table don't let anyone else buy yeah. and just talk to you for about an hour oh god and it's like you can't sell you can't do anything that. so it's really annoying because it's hard to say go away. go away yeah and he was talking to me and <laughs> he started talking about Disney films I think and he brought up Basil of Baker Street which is one of my favourite Disney films mm-hmm. and I said oh yeah I love Ragan he's played by that famous voice actor I forgot his name the one that was like had a spooky voice. Oh god, I don't know. Price? Vincent Price. Well done. Vincent Price. <laughs> I was like, oh I love that he's played by Vincent Price. I love him. And he was like, no, he's not. And I was like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Played by Vincent Price. And he was like, no, he's not played by Vincent Price. And I was like, no, he is. It's my favourite Disney film and he's played by Vincent Price. And he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> you scared him off. I did with my ragging fanboying. Um, That's fine. He can fine go. by me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you meet some interesting people and some people can be really rude and really weird, but you get that anywhere when you're facing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you've also had people dress up as your characters. Yes. Oh my god, it's so cool. And giving Um, you presents and things. Yeah, that's always amazing when someone's like, I brought you a little gift. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I can't imagine. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. My favourite one is when people come over and I don't think they're that interested in what 
I'm doing or they're looking at it, whatever. Mm. People will come over and look at your stall and not be that interested in what you're doing, which is fine. Yeah. But they'll come over and look at stuff and I'm like, oh, they're not interested. That's fine. And then they go, okay, so I'm going to get Saren, Flint, Fig and just start naming off all my characters and picking them up and being like, thank you. They're not interested in me at all. They just want my art and they want... Then they know my characters, the most just like, sobbing, crying, throwing up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that must be such a cool feeling. Yeah, because it's like definitely the highlights outweigh the cons. Yeah, the yeah. Cons. <laughs> but sometimes you get do get your cons. What would be like a recommendation for a kind of starter con for some like um, someone's first comic con? I'd say a nice little local con. Mm-hmm. You might not make much of money. Much, <laughs> much of money. money. <laughs> you might not make much money, but. It's good to just try it out. Right. And if you go in not knowing what people want, mm. and it changes all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there was one year where everyone wanted enamel pins. Mm-hmm. Now you can make an enamel pin, no one wants enamel pins. Nobody's interested. But it's good to go and get, like, market research. Mm. See what's selling well, see what's not, and not put too much money into it, because you don't want to yeah. have and I'm assuming, stock. I'm assuming that, because you've got a website, yeah. you, you can keep track of what people are interested in. Yeah, for in. sure, and what prints people like. But then even if you go... People like say you have a print that you're selling online and it sells out immediately, mm-hmm. and then you go to con and no one buys it. It's mm. just like a weird thing. Yeah, it's just like it really depends on where you are. Would you say then to have like more is more? Like I would bring as much as you can. No, or... don't do that. I did that. That was a really bad idea. I broke my suitcase and Sandy was has not forgiven me. Yet. Um, no, don't do that. Bring less. Do you think less you is more? Because it's better to sell out. Sure. And be like, we've sold out of this. If you want it, go on the website. Yeah, better than and it's heavy. So you're just one. Per- don't overdo it. Don't I do that it. every single time. And it I must be hard not to do that. Oh yeah, because oh, people will want my prints, and then no one wants a print. And you're like, oh shit, I gotta carry it home, <laughs> and then you're stuck with it. If you're bringing <clears throat> some prints, maybe bring ten, fifteen. Yeah, a reasonable amount. Because I always end up bringing about hundred. Yeah. And then not selling them. So essentially, you don't really, you don't need to spend as much as yeah. And, and it's good I to think... it's good to have extra because I will always buy say twenty of this same print, and mm-hmm. if I bring ten, mm-hmm. I'll have ten online. Mm-hmm. You know, start small. Don't do what I did. Don't <laughs> this is called this podcast. Don't do what Leo does because it, 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 they force their way through. Um, my first con was London MCM, which is the biggest con oh, in the UK. I made some mistakes. Yes, I can <laughs> because imagine. I wanted a glittery tablecloth. Didn't think I could just buy one. I had to make Did you make one? I got a black tablecloth and painted it you're, with glitter glue. You're crazy. And it came off everywhere. Yeah, of course. It came off, yeah, of course it did. It came off everywhere. <laughs> and all at the back of my row was glitter. Children would walk past and just go whoosh, like over it with their hands, get glitter everywhere. Oh, my no. stuff was covered in glitter. And then we went to an after party and I was like, oh, I'm at the glittery table. And he was like, you're that fucker that has the glitter on their table. And it's coming up everywhere. And I was like, hee 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 Oh my God. So that was fun. But also I brought 200 comics with me. Sold maybe about 10. After my friend Sarah said, don't bring loads of comics. Just bring 10, 15. And I was like, no, I, I only need 200. And then I didn't need 200. And then my suitcase broke. <laughs> Oh, and then that's why Sandy's, Sandy's still annoyed at me. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, she's like, remember when you brought two new comics Comic Con and didn't need them? I'm like, well, it's a learning experience. Yeah, totally. Was, if you're at Comic Con, definitely talk to your neighbour because you're next to someone. And just meet other comic artists. Must be a great opportunity so for networking. Yeah, making friends. The guy that we were next to, 
absolute in um, London, salt of the earth, absolutely lovely, lovely man. I still see him all the time at cons, and we're always just like, hey, he's so nice. Oh, that's nice. And his artwork, I like sometimes you can gauge, like who's gonna talk to you via like how common like how much art has in common yeah yeah because like sometimes if you see someone who whose art is by way different than yours you'll talk to them and then be like we ain't clicking because we don't have the same sort of likes and so his art was very goth very goth heavy metal inspired Mm -hmm. and we got on so well and he was lovely and he gave us like loads of tips and like what to do what not to do Mm -hmm. and he was just like our little con dad and he would give us sweet treats and stuff like that. He was really nice. nice. So it's really nice to meet people and talk to other artists who are going. If you see an artist that you know who's going to a con that you're going to, maybe try message them if you can. Hey, do you have any tips and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I'm always happy to. If someone's like, how do I do a comic con? I'm like, this is what you do. Mm. Don't paint your table and glue. Yeah, fair. Don't bring 200 comics. <laughs> like we said, do the opposite of what yeah, you did. Exactly. Yeah, and people can learn. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move into a segment oh um, called You're Talking Shite. Yes. And this is going to be a true or false game that guests debunk stereotypes and generalizations about themselves and their career. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just fly off some kind of generalizations that i found online that you can debunk okay you can either say true or false and explain all right so freelance comic book artists only work on superhero comic no that's wrong a lot of comics are not superhero comics love them better comics or not superhero comics in my opinion i don't really like superhero comics do you want to recommend a couple of comics so there's finding home by my good friend harry he just put up the last page i think on tapas or webtoon i'm not sure what he posts on it but you can find him at harry draws on twitter and uh, instagram and it's just a really lovely slow burn romance about these two guys and it's great and lovely. I much prefer queer artist comics and like queer stories because I relate to them more than like a superhero. But I actually don't really read that many comics. I read my friends' comics, <laughs> I don't really read because I, I don't read so good. I just support my friends. <laughs> okay, next. Character design is an easy process. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's not an easy process because there's so many rules that people don't follow or like you don't have to follow them. But it's not easy because loads of thought goes into it. Lots of, of course. little details go into it that make the character who they are. You're trying to tell a story through a character's mm-hmm. design. Like through their clothing, hair, like scars, no scars, things like that. Every little thing has thought process. Like even designing yeah. your character's tattoos. Like you have to think of what that character's and what tattoos they would get. Yeah. And that, I hate designing tattoos for characters. But it's like my character, Ego, he is a pirate. And he's a tiefling, which is like a devil person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And he's a horrible boy. Horrible, nasty little rat man. And I was like, what kind of tattoos would someone like this get? And I'm like, he would get really drunk and go to the tattoo parlor and just pick ones out that he thinks looks cool. Okay. So he just has really Like sim- a skull and crossbone type it, thing. Yeah. I know. I love that one. <laughs> he's got a skull and crossbone. He's got mum. But it's just like right. ones that really typical because that's his character. Yeah. Part. And it's just like loads of thought goes into character design. And there's rules that I follow for character design where it's like you can only have five colours mm. so it's, you need to figure out how to use those five colours to work together mm. in a whole outfit and have them repeat throughout the outfit or mm-hmm. the character to make it coherent mm. say if someone had a character that had really that could look cool 
I was going to say like Dalton's and some neon, that could look cool, but it was just like if someone had, say, neon colours, if it was just constant neon, not calling out anyone has neon characters, but it can be too much. It can look hard on the eyes. Sure. So you need to make a character that works, is coherent, is nice to look at, Mm -hmm. and is just a a good character and has thought in them. If you look at characters that are like popular characters, you can see... Mm-hmm. Who they are through the way they look, like SpongeBob. Yeah, like you of look at his dumb little smiley face, and you can tell that's a dumb little smiley character. Like he's fun, he's bright. These things all have meaning. Colors have meaning. Designs have meaning. Of shapes course. have meaning. So it's, if your character has more round shapes to them, they are softer characters. So like it's a lot of Disney princesses. They will have lots soft, like soft, soft hair, soft faces, soft eyes. While the villains will be sharper. Angular. So it's like you need to yes, and so you need to make sure that you're leaning on these things and mm-hmm. telling a story through the character so that people can look at it and go, I know what they're up to. Yeah, you're like deepening the understanding of that person. Okay, so the next stereotype. Mm-hmm. Freelance artists work irregular hours and have an unstable work-life balance. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really sad one, I think. Mm. Uh, I can end up working seven days a week all day. Sure. Just to try and get by. But I really try to not do that anymore because it's actually worse in the long run. You should not do that. No, burnout. Absolutely. Burnout is real. Burnout right there, right into the ditch. You should definitely have days to yourself, do stuff that you like, do something else. Don't draw all the time because sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got spare time. I'll draw. It's not good for you. It's really bad for your wrist health. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, I had nerve damage, which fucked me up. Baby. You did draw 24-7. I did, but I didn't get nerve damage from that. <laughs> oh, okay. Got nerve damage from Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> I played it too much. And then I hurt my arm. God damn you, Animal Crossing. I really wanted those tarantulas. <laughs> I love sleeping. I'm constantly asleep. So I know that a normal a 9 to 5 does not work for me because I'm too tired and I cannot concentrate. I will, because I have to walk my dog in the morning so i walk my dog and sometimes that just absolutely knocks out of me and i need to go nap naps i have found that are you anemic (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me have you ever been tested i tried and then i didn't go back oh (laughs) no not no because they do my blood test quite often and i'm not anemic okay i'm this little guy always have been so i found that if i am tired i cannot work so i should just go nap and then i'll work later i'm trying to really listen to my body to be like, if I'm tired, I'll stop. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to do good stuff if I'm tired. Yeah. I'm, I'll be sloppy, I'll rush it. And it's, no, I want to do good work. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for finding your kind of like optimal time of work. Yeah. Because everybody's was, different. And also I saw a thing that was like, the work week is built on man schedule. It is. Not yeah, 100%. for AFAB folk. No. It's built for AMAB folk. And it's also so, built for neurotypical people. Yes, as which well. I am not. So Neither, perhaps. And it's not for sleepy people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly not for sleepy people. <laughs> but I don't know if anyone's advocating for, like, laziness. Which, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not laziness. Sleepy people? Sleepy people just gotta go nap. Um, just nap and live in their dreams. Yeah, so as a freelancer, I'm like, I can listen to myself a bit more and stop. Because I have points for my arm, because I still have problems with my hand, where it's just like, no, it's, it is fatigued and I can't work anymore. So it's okay, I will stop. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'm the same in so far as I've realised 9 to 5 didn't really work for me either. Mm-hmm. I always was, at, majoritively did shift work, mm-hmm. which did work for me because I liked that it changed every mm-hmm. week. But a 9 to 5, Monday to Friday is like my idea of hell. Yep. And it's far too repetitive. Yeah. 
And um, I've now realised that my optimal time of working is actually like really early in the morning. Yeah. I'm super productive first thing. If I can, I'll get up between six and seven and then like work till like midday and then have maybe like a couple of hours break and then maybe do some more in the afternoon. But Mm. I get the majority of what I need done really early. Yeah, But that just works for me. Yeah, it's like you just have to listen to yourself and know what you can do. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I'll get up later, maybe about 10 mm-hmm. or 8 to 10 <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I'm sleepy. Yeah. And then maybe have a nap <laughs> at 1. <laughs> and because I'm more productive at about 2 to 5. That's See, when I do my best work. I'm not. That's um, when I'm downhill. That's when I'm like, I've had my naps. <laughs> I can go... Um, I'm just so not a napper. I just cannot oh, relate to napping. I'm just unbelievably tired all the time. It's like that. Well, I know you're past it. your bedtime now. Way past it. <laughs> yeah. But then I go to bed at one. Because yeah, I get to about same. eight, nine. I'm like, I've never been more awake in my life. <laughs> and then sometimes I maybe do some more work. But usually I'll play a game. Yeah, that's fun. Moving on. Freelance. So freelance artists are often exploited. Yes. This is a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not paid their worth. Bigger companies tend to do it a lot. Yes. It's the exact same in fashion as well. Yeah. So big companies tend to exploit people. I find that the best people who pay are small teams, mm-hmm. indie teams, usually pay really well. And it there's a weird thing where small people will pay better mm-hmm. than a, a big company. Yeah. But also, if someone drops more money on a commission or something, they'll be way chiller. Like, when you're doing it, you'll be like, they won't ask for any changes. They'll just love it immediately. They're like, I spent 3k. No one's ever paid that for me. But I spent 3k on this. I love it! You know, yeah. and then someone's like, I spent £5. I need at least 17k. Yeah, that makes sense. I've definitely experienced yeah. that as well, actually. Yeah. it's And it's like people who don't know what they want drive me. Yeah. Do you have a form somebody has to fill out or something? Like, uh, no, usually people, they'll send me their character and be like, this is what they're like. I'm, I'll usually ask certain questions. Like, yeah, you've their got... their personality, yeah. anything you want of them. Do they have a pet? Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll incorporate their personality into their pose or something like that. And I don't know if this is a really stupid question. This is just me asking this question. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll send them the character. Yeah. And then they're just like, this is my character yeah. on online? They can do. They'll put it as like a profile picture or something? If they want to. Or just like, I love it. Or do they like frame it or anything? Whatever they want to do. Yeah. I've never really gotten commissions because I can't afford it. I'd love one someday. What do you mean? Because I I just don't have enough money because a lot of my friends... You would want someone to do a commission for you? Yeah, I'd love to get a commission Uh... done. uh, Why don't you do like a swapsie? Yeah, I've done those, which is fine. Yeah. But I want to give you money, I just don't have any. Yeah, I feel you in that. It's always want to be supportive of Mm. independent people, but then it's don't have the cash always. Yeah, okay, so that was your talking shite. Yeah. The next segment, story time. This is when I'm going to let the guest pick a topic of their choice. It can literally be about anything. You could, could be about something to do with your industry, creativity, art, or it can literally just be something that you're interested in wanting to talk about. You know what I want to talk about. I know what you want to talk about, (laughs) but I'm just explaining. So what's your topic of conversation? As an artist, I'm going to bring it in to be artist-themed. You should have a hobby and something to take your mind off art. And at the minute, mine is Britney Spears conspiracy theories. (laughs) That's a good way to bring it in, yeah. I'm doing this for my mental health and well-being. Of course, yeah. No, Leo came to me and said, my story 
conversation. I, like, I don't know what to talk about. I only know two things at the moment: graveyards and Britney Spears. And this was like Britney Spears, please. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know how to talk about graveyards. I can, <laughs> I can talk about Britney Spears though. Uh, yeah, so off you go. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. But like, I wasn't like... So I wasn't that convinced. I'm very convinced. Oh, yeah. Now. I've been convinced she's not for months. Anymore. No, absolutely. It's been like a year. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know about this. I thought she was having a great time. No. And for some reason, my TikTok was like, hey, do you want to see something weird? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look at this. I, I do quite enjoy a conspiracy theory. Same. Um... A lot of them are a lot of them are just strange and don't make sense. Like we once had a guy yelling about us about how the clouds weren't moving because they were too high, oh. and I was like, "That's because the wind's different when it's higher up." And sure. like, he was like, "No conspiracy. That's how they get you." And I was like, "Or the birds in COVID were like COVID was done because the birds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Changed. That's <laughs> nonsense. But this seems legit. No, it's crazy. And if, if anybody who doesn't know what's doesn't going know. on, so, Brittany got out of her conservatorship. Yes. Right? About a year ago now? Over a year, about oh, over a year about ago. About a year ago. Yeah. And no one has seen her in public. And she's posting these really weird videos, posting really weird things on Instagram. It doesn't look like her. And at some points, things will pop in and pop out. And like her face will change. Deep and her fakes, eyes, baby. People think it's deep fakes. Yeah. And like all the videos that she posts are really low quality. Her husband has really high quality. And just no one's seen her. What's your thoughts on if her husband is actually a... Uh, what are they called? I think he's part of it. What do they call them? They call they give them a name. Kanye West apparently got one. and Oh, shit. What are they called? I'm going to have to look it up. Bastards. Mm, Britney. I don't know what to type in. Britney Spears. Husband is a... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is a... Handler. Han- yes. So they call them handlers. Yes. So the, the weird thing about her husband is he's, oh yeah, she wasn't allowed to talk to anyone outside of her conservative ship and stuff like that. So what, how did you get there? Because mm. they've been together about five years, which mm-hmm. is when the conservative ship was a thing. Yeah. And it's like, how did you date? How did you meet? How did you, how is this a thing? Yeah, I, do, yeah, I don't really know how they met or like what this supposed story is. Because he's an actor. Yeah, but that was when it all started was because he was posting videos on her profile and saying, oh, uh, like, Britney, or love, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Love, uh, honey. <laughs> my love, honey. Oh, my love, honey. Come over here and you could, and you could hear a voice in the distance, but you never actually seen her. And it was all very like, weird yeah and, and that's where it started she's posting a lot of videos of her like dancing yes and it's not good dancing yeah and britney but was always a very she was a very good dancer. dancer but yeah no there's the gap in the teeth yeah which changes which changes her eyes her eye color i think it's like the newest one that's like the she's dancing she puts her like yes and her eyes change oh yeah. it's so weird yeah, yeah so do you think deep fakes then i I do, yeah. It feels it sounds wild, but yeah, I do think it, I think that they are doing something. I don't think it's so, free. She's, no, she's somewhere. She's somewhere. They're doing something with her. They're just like because there was that there was things where it's like people that she knew were actually working with a deep fake company to specifically make a fake Britney. Oh really? Yeah, and it was like she has connections to these people who she's cut contact with now supposedly. Mm. Who were working with deepfake companies and that they were specifically there's specifically a clause i think in the conservative ship where they can make an ai britney so that they don't need to use her anymore oh really and that they can use the ai to make money oh wow and deepfakes 
are 100 percent a thing and yeah of course they voice are. voice ai face ai it's only getting better yeah it's just so weird it's so weird because if she was to turn around and be like i'm here but she I has just... but also it's no but if she was to be like oh i'm here we're using doubles and whatever because i'm out yeah, I mean, <laughs> i'd be I like okay that cool she's like yeah that's not me I'm having a great time. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just gone. living my best life. But it doesn't yeah. feel that way. It feels, it feels like sinister yeah. and strange. And it's like definitely Uncanny Valley. Like when you watch those videos, something feels oh. wrong. And there was one, this girl who I follow on TikTok, I follow her. She's great. I can't remember her name. But she was pointing out that her phone's been changing between her old phone. Mm. And she's posted being like, I got a new phone. And then started posting photos with the old phone. And then months later, there was pictures of the new phone. Mm -hmm. And she did a throwback to when she posted nudes on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's like, when it got 4 million likes. And people were like, that's her old phone she's taking them with, which Mm. her dad had mirrored. So he had access to that phone. So people think that she didn't even post them. Because she did something to piss them off and that was revenge yeah no. it's so weird and like she she the, the pictures that she's posting on her instagram are really old and she's not yeah. acting like it's a throwback or anything like no, no, no she's act, they're acting like it's current it's bullshit it's all bullshit <laughs> Brit, something's wrong with britney i have such a soft spot for her yes yeah, like I, her music um was always my guilty pleasure because i was like i'm too cool to like britney spears but i love britney spears. <laughs> i remember at my one of my school dances me and my friend Erin were like you gotta ask for toxic baby and we're, like, we're like we need toxic guns because we both love Britney we always talk about Britney but yeah I'm really worried about her and it's, I genuinely care about her being like I remember when it was said that she got out of the conservatorship I was so happy for her I was like good for her I hope she can just retire if that's what she's totally. doing she can just leave but people think that they're trying to build up a story to where she can be like removed they're trying to set up Supposedly, this is not true. This might not be true. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) They're setting up something to make her fall. Because they're setting up that she's crazy, that she Mm. attacked Sam. Sam's really trying to save the marriage and Mm. he's done everything he can to help her. And she's all jittery because she's drinking so much coffee. People think they're drugging her. Mm. I don't know. It's mad. It's madness. People just use people for money and it's disgusting. Yeah. These are people stop oh yeah absolutely money-making machines yeah it's like amy winehouse oh it's the same story being told and repeating itself yeah it's so wrong and she just deserves so much better anything else when i talk about that topic hope you're okay Brittany. love you girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah we love you hope you're all right art podcast (laughs) nothing to do with art but hey it's called doing different things Yes, having and doing different things. Having and doing different things that your TikTok is a. Yeah, here's something to dig into to give you a wee break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the last question, last thing, Mm -hmm. is uh, do you have any advice for anybody that's maybe listening to this podcast and wants to potentially do what you do as a career? I think it's just what I said earlier is be your own biggest fan. Yeah. And if you're passionate, people will come. Yeah. Like that film, Field of Dreams. Build it and they will come. Do you know what that film's about? No. Building a baseball court for ghosts. <laughs> so they can play baseball. That's very you. I've never seen it. Oh. I love the premise. <laughs> I think you need to watch it. I talk about it all the time and I've never seen it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to put all of Leo's details 
into the description so people can follow and and share oh and send you questions yeah <laughs> like legit, i'm always happy to chat with folk just yeah don't, just don't message saying hey <laughs> fair <laughs> i hate when people go hey can i ask you a question like just say what the question is yeah just ask. i can answer yeah because uh, the amount of times i reply to hey and i went hi are you okay they're like can we be friends i'm like oh my god who are you <laughs> No, crazy. No, please. <laughs> Fair. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that's everything. And thank you so much. And thank you, B, for being patient. Oh, sorry about her barking. No, she's good. Oh, she's asleep on you. She did well overall. Picking her up. Oh, uh, chicken. She's a beautiful chihuahua. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody. This is the first podcast. Um, there's probably, like, one listener, but that's fine. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the don't panic podcast if you enjoyed it please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode also be sure to check out the description for quick links to connect with our amazing guests show them some love give them a follow and explore their work once again thank you so much your support means the world and until next week don't panic we'll see you again